In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, our 17th episode. The Atlanta Falcons were defeated 23-7 to by the New England Patriots Sunday night. The Falcons' offense was shut down and held to just seven points, which was scored late in the fourth quarter. The defense had another bad day, gave up 162 yards in this loss. We're going to have Alex Mack and Jake Matthews come by and uh, Dan Quinn from last night, uh, you know, talking about the game and what happened to the offense. But the five things we learned from the game, one, the run defense is poor. Don Terry Poe has to step up. Matt Ryan and Julio, they did get a touchdown last night for the first one of this season, but uh, they need to uh, get better connected on their deep passing game. Third, Sarkeesian, Steve, new offensive coordinator, has got to come up with some kind of power plays. He can't keep finessing people on the goal line. They are ready for it in short yardage situations. He, they, he got a jet sweep there. We'll talk about that today on fourth and goal. And we'll talk about that and look at that. Uh, you know, we're willing to, you know, he, we'll just talk about Sarkeesian when we get to him. I know a lot of fans on social media want to, want to discuss that. Okay. How do we fix the offense? You know, we got some thoughts on that. Uh, and we'll look at, Look ahead a little bit to talk about the uh, New York Jets. That'll be the Falcons' next opponent. But here, let's start off with Coach Dan Quinn uh, discussing his frustration or the frustration of uh, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Yeah, I definitely do. And uh, the competitors that they are, you should anticipate some frustration when the, you know, the result is not getting there. So... Yeah, they not only talk on the sideline and at the half and even, you know, in the locker room now. So those conversations, you know, is generally geared to, you know, is there something that's going to change on a route or, or a different option uh, in the play? Um, but, yeah, you know, all three you know, of those specifically. All right, there you have it. Coach Quinn saying, yeah, you know, uh, Julio Jones and Matt – and even Sanu were, you know, frustrated at times with how things were going. Uh, and, yeah, they were handling their business on the sideline. And, you know, and he said it was mostly about formations or where to throw the ball, where to catch the ball. But uh, not a good sign when the uh, players are, are on their own uh, to, you know, they got to work those, work those things out and, uh, you know, Steve Sarkeesian was moved upstairs, so the players are, are on the field with their position coaches and trying to, to figure some things out. Uh, 
Actually, our first thing is the run defense. 162 yards. It was a season high. Rex Burkhead came off of the injury list and had 31. Mike Gillisley had 31. And Deion Lewis also rushed for uh, 71, I believe, it was his total. Uh, but uh, just too many yards. Uh, that's the third straight game. Each loss, they've given up more than 100 yards. Uh, they were able to run the ball up the middle, uh, much like Miami did. So the Falcons should have been ready for that. Uh, they're going to see that until um, they get that fixed. So the run defense, uh, front four linebackers are on uh, on notice there. Of course, uh, Duke Riley left the game with a knee, in, a knee injury and did not return. So the run defense has to be fixed first. We talked a little bit, had Coach Quinn discuss Ryan and Julio. They did get a touchdown there in the fourth quarter. But uh, not enough, not enough. They're not hitting on the long ball. I think it's because Julio and Ryan didn't spend much time together working on that this offseason, and uh, that's probably one of the issues there. One of the big things in the game was, hey, you know, the Falcons were still in it despite a block and missed field goal, and they uh, – they're driving, they get down to the, and go for it. They went for it three times on fourth down. They made it uh, once. Uh, you know, they go for it here, and uh, they call it, they threw a ball in the back of the end zone to Julio that Ryan should have led him out front on. It was behind him and was able to get broken up. And then they're on fourth down, they uh, decided to run a jet sweep to Taylor Gabriel and didn't fool anybody. There was two Patriots on the wing waiting for him and uh, dropped him for a five-yard loss. Just a real uh, collegiate call we felt in the press box. Um, Maybe that worked in the Pac-10, but that wasn't an NFL call on fourth and goal. I've never seen a jet sweep. And uh, maybe, uh, you know, a quarterback sneak, a fullback dive, something with some power. Put one of those big defensive linemen in there to lead block. If uh, you don't feel the fullback is uh, big enough to do it, uh, and definitely try to cut down the backside like you did on uh, some other plays when you bring the tight end across the formation to pick up a linebacker trying to crash down. But um, the jet sweep on four from one just puzzled us. Uh, haven't seen that before off of the top of my head. Uh, just getting too cute in power situations, and that's been something we've uh, discussed for a while here. Okay, how do we fix the offense? I think we uh, got a couple ideals there. Certainly uh, need to, um, you know, maybe force feed Julio for a while. And then uh, get the running backs in this game. They were not involved in the passing game. Uh, but And Coach Quinn said they didn't run it the way they uh, were capable of. Uh, the numbers looked okay, nothing special. But, yes, yeah, certainly I would force feed Julio. Um, make sure that he gets, you know, 10 to 12 targets. And then, uh, you know, come off of that. Uh, with the run game to Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. 
So we get the long ball together. We got all we would do is just throw, 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 throw until the timing is perfect on the deep passes. Marvin Hall had a deep one against Miami and wasn't inactive this week. So, um, you know, it's got to be Julio and maybe Taylor Gabriel some. But we have to fix the offense by getting the – I would start by getting the ball to Julio. That seems like a good place for you to start. And we'll see how that develops. You coming off a game where you just scored one touchdown and then 17 points in the two previous games. So what did you do – to take this offense down to from 34 points a game to now where you're only scoring a late fourth quarter touchdown and then two 17-point outbursts. Uh, something's wrong with the offense. It's got to be fixed. We'll listen to uh, some Jake Matthews here on what's going on with the offense. Stride as the season went on, so um, we got plenty of games left, and um, yeah, we're not where we want to be at three and three, obviously. But um, there's a lot of room for improvement and a lot more games to play, so we're yeah. confident in doing it. Okay, hey, thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. There you have it, Jake Matthews discussing the offense. He th- thinks there's a lot of games left and uh, time for them to pull it together. Did admit it that he was frustrated some also. Uh, lastly, the New York Jets are up next. They're surprisingly 3-4, and four, uh, but coming off a big loss to Miami where they had a big lead, 28-14, to 14, and uh, Matt Moore came off the bench and led them to 31-28 victory, to a 31-28 victory. They're running backs just since we know people are going to try to run on the Falcons now, or Belil Powell and Matt Forte. Uh, the third running back is Elijah McGuire from Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, you know, a rookie who's, you know, played in spots there and uh, did okay in a couple games. But uh, uh, those are the, um, the four running backs for the Jets. So um, I just want to double check one thing real quick here. We're talking about the New York Jets. Yeah, Belil Powell's got 283 uh, yards, McGuire 205, Forte 157, you know, the former back with the the Chicago Bears, that's where he was at out of Tulane, coached by old Falcons tight end, Chris Silfo. So, you know, the Jets will be uh, a little bit tougher than folks thought uh, at the beginning of the season. I know you had that one penciled in the victory column. Uh, but the way the Falcons are playing right now, uh, you know, they're going to have to um, have a tough game. Uh, Curse is their top receiver. Uh, Safarian Jenkins is, uh, uh, you know, playing well for him. 26 catches for 173 and three tight ends. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, the former Detroit Lion and Washington Redskins, is their tight ends coach. Uh, so he's uh, doing a good job with Safarian Jenkins. 
Yep, the Jets started off uh, losing to Buffalo and at Oakland. They beat Miami, Jacksonville, and Cleveland to win three in a row. And then lost to New England and lost to Miami. All right, before we wrap it up, let's hear some Alex Mack on what's going on with the offense. Showing tonight, did that, was it surprising to you how, how well they played? Uh, we knew they were good de- defense. You know, they, they were good in the red zone, and they continued to be good in the red zone. Uh, there was meat on the bone. We weren't. So kudos to them that they did a really good job of stepping up, making plays, and really making it hard on us. That fourth and goal from the one, was that the one that may have hurt the most? I know obviously fluky things like missed field goals can, you know. I think it's uh, dangerous to look at one play and be like, that's the one, because I think it's a combination of all of them. I think uh, early in the game, the you know first or second down that didn't really go very well is just as important as the ones later in the game. It's about every day, every play, getting yards. And put you in a good position. Uh, that one hurts because it's, you know, fourth and one. There's Alex Mack discussing the Falcons offense and putting too much stock in one play. We were asking about the jet sweep. That kind of took the uh, Falcons down a you know bad path or into a bad place. Uh, but that's it for us here today. With the, this is the 17th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here from Foxborough, Mass., where the Falcons went down, 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 23-7 to to the New England Patriots and what was billed as a rematch of Super Bowl 51. The Falcons didn't look very super at all today and are doing some soul searching as they uh, return to Atlanta late last night. They'll be meeting with the players. Uh, the players will be meeting with the media tonight. Uh, excuse me, this afternoon at 1245, and Coach Quinn will be discussing things again at 230. Hopefully they'll have some more answers for us. Uh, Duke Riley, I think uh, I saw Deion Jones being checked out after the game, don't know what his situation is, but uh, we did hear uh, Duke Riley need not play. We'll see how serious that is. Once again, dear Orlando Ledbetter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Take care and have a great day. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.